Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Film with CJ. My name is CJ, my pronouns are they, them. We are almost all the way through January. We are almost in the second month of 2022 already. How crazy is that? I feel like I have not done shit this year yet, but that's fine. That's just capitalism and the patriarchy talking to me, but, uh, you know, I've, I feel like I haven't done much, but I'm also so tired and stressed all the time. And I think it's just like me trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life and how the fuck am I going to get there in the next couple months? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone in their twenties feels like that. Hopefully, maybe, hopefully I'm not the only one, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be kind of progressing through the year and alive and well and I hope everyone who is listening is feeling good um and if not hopefully you're feeling good by the end of this episode this week I want to talk about the movie The Lost Daughter it's on Netflix and directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal who is the older sister of Jake Gyllenhaal which I did not know until very recently I don't think they really look alike uh but uh apparently they are blood siblings um and I guess the Hall family is like full of filmmakers and they're like a very famous like Hollywood family which I didn't fucking know but apparently like the dad is a screenwriter or something uh and Maggie Hall is an actor and director and Jake is an actor obviously um but yeah, this week I, I want to talk about the movie that Maggie Gyllenhaal directed. Um, and I guess this is her debut as a director. The Lost Daughter is described as a psychological drama about um, a professor who is taking a vacation um, in Greece. And she develops a very uncanny and unconventional and almost stalkerish relationship with a young mother who is also on the beach and through that relationship we kind of get a a glimpse and begin to understand the backstory behind the professor and kind of like why she's alone um in grace on vacation and she the professor is a little bit older in life i think they said she was in her 50s i think late 50s Um, and so the movie kind of explores or uses the the weird relationship that she has with the other young mother who is portrayed by Dakota Johnson in the movie to explore her backstory and the reasons why she is on the beach by herself in her fifties. Um, and so what this movie kind of dives into is motherhood and the effect of the effect that having kids can have on a mother and on women in general. Throughout the movie, we learn that the professor is, she claims herself to be an unnatural mother and that just having kids really made her feel claustrophobic and um, agitated, really. Um, not that she, you know, didn't appreciate her kids, but 
it was, she describes it as a crushing responsibility. And uh, I won't, you know, ruin the movie, obviously, with spoilers, but it caused her to make some very, um, very intense decisions in her life and how she related to her kids and how she related to the man that she was with at the time when she had kids. And um, that relationship and that part of her life starts to get mirrored in the, well, you could argue that her, her attraction to Dakota Johnson, not sexually, but just wanting to relate to her, wanting to befriend her, wanting to be involved in her life was because she saw a lot of similarities in the young mother, in in Dakota Johnson's character from when she was young and having kids herself. Personally, I really appreciated this movie. I think, you know, it tends to be a little slow, probably for the average movie watcher. Um, And it it focuses a lot on character development and a lot of times movies that focus on the characters and developing the characters and taking the time to do so are at the expense of the overall plot in terms of it being eventful. And I think you get you get some, you get a lot of that in the first half of the movie. It does tend to be a little bit slow and like building up the characters and, and the scenes and everything. Um, But I appreciated this movie because I personally am someone who can bear kids. I like, I have a uterus, but um, I actively am choosing not to. I don't ever want kids. And whenever I say that to people, not that I go around saying like, I'm never going to have kids, um, but people take offense to that. It's very weird to me. I don't know what my decision to not use my uterus in that way has on anyone else in society uh, but me, but especially men take offense to that. And um, I, I know that for myself, I am not a natural mother to human children. I don't really like kids. I've never been able to relate to kids and I've never really enjoyed spending time with children. Um, And if I'm really honest, like I don't really find kids cute, nor do I, (laughs) I don't know this. I'm not going to go around on like why I don't like kids. Um, But uh, I've chosen for myself that being a mom or being a parent to human kids is just not what this life has in store for me um and I I just know that like I would not be a good parent I just know that I wouldn't be and it's not that like I don't have the capacity to make good decisions for me and my potential kids it's just that being parenthood is not something that I would enjoy and I would never choose to bring kids into the equation or into this world knowing that I would not enjoy being their parent and that's the decision that I've made for myself and so I really enjoyed this movie because it kind of talks about like the the responsibility of having kids and also 
the responsibility of what it's like having kids when you're young and how that affects, you know, the adult life that you're allowed to live and how that changes, how that can really rock your sense of self and your sense of identity and cause you to make some decisions that are like a result of a fight or flight response, really. I don't know. I've, I've never seen a movie that like really talks about motherhood and parenthood in this way and like not dissing people who choose to have kids and love being a parent. It's just like that reality is not the reality for a lot of people. Yet we never, we expect parents, we expect mothers especially to just love being a mother and love being a parent and find so much joy in it all the time. All the freaking time, 24-7. I'm sure there are people that, you know, do enjoy it 24-7. But there's a lot of people who motherhood and parenthood changed them. Motherhood and parenthood was very, very hard. And, you know, people, like, get depressed having kids. Um, and I, I think, you know, putting so much pressure on people to have kids just because, like, it's the thing to do and, like, you're supposed to love kids is fucked up. Is really fucked up. And so... Um, this movie kind of explores, you know, a woman who was pressured by society to, you know, have kids and be a mom and be a parent and how much it changed her. I want to get into some audience reviews pretty early in this episode because there I've been pre-reading some of them and people have written like kind of lengthy reviews for this but there's some comments in a few of them that I personally want to address just because I feel I've never seen a movie that um that reflects and shows how I personally feel about parenthood for myself and I feel like the way that people have digested this movie is kind of problematic um so let's let's see what the people have to say. Okay, so we have 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Metacritic, 53% on Google. Um, okay, one person said, I appreciated the hyper close-up shots of the moments with the moms and the girls as it made me feel as claustrophobic as the moms were meant to feel. The lead actress, Olivia Coleman, appeared daunted by any interaction with anything or anyone. She had a glazed over PTSD detached trauma-like response to normal questions or even kindness. I wanted to like her, but she was too disoriented to connect with. I'm always amazed at the plethora of films slash TV shows who focus on characters who can't function or offer any humanity, but seem to be surrounded by opportunity to connect with others who are wide open and even interesting and who stick around with the main character f- while the main character fumbles to even attempt dialogue or offer any heart. Having said that, the direction and acting were so compelling I was invested. My favorite director is Alan Peculia. Pakula, so I am all about paranoid moments in films, but I love when I'm with the storyline and know the character 
rather than trying to grasp why a character seems to be in some other reality. This character very much reminded me of Julianne Moore's character in The Hours, where you have a mother who is not natural at motherhood and we're watching someone who is in a perpetual state of detached self-doubt and overwhelm. I wish Olivia's character had some contrast to her behavior, maybe, or just some something better to meet her. She was not the same person as the young storyline, and I want to know why. If she is just out to lunch and selfish and mean to most people she meets, why is she then emotionally nostalgic? I felt the younger version was clear. I knew who that woman was, and I was with her and interested in her, but I wasn't sure who the aged version was other than deranged and selfish. I guess which would be suited for a psychological drama, I suppose. Anyway, the direction and acting were to me superior to the writing. Okay, and here is one of the more I would characterize as problematic reviews with this movie because just because someone is not a natural mother to me doesn't automatically make them selfish and I think we I don't know I think we do ourselves a disservice like it sounds like this person who I'm who has a name called Molly so assuming they're someone who can have children themselves I think we do ourselves and we do other women and do other birthing people uh, a disservice by just assuming that everyone who can have children should have children and should like to do so. And anyone who doesn't want to partake in that, it's selfish. Or anyone who chooses to have kids and isn't naturally great at it and messes up is selfish. Because I can't tell you how many comments I've gotten when I say I don't want to have kids and people are like, well, like you'll, you'll want to when you're older or when you have kids, like you'll understand or like something like that. And it's like, no, like I, I have the mental clarity. I have the mental clarity to know what the fuck I want to do with the one life I have on this earth and it's not to have kids and I'm not gonna be fucking you know pressured by all y'all that think I should have kids just to fucking have kids even if I know I wouldn't enjoy it and know I wouldn't be a good parent just because to fulfill some fucking weird fantasy or weird fucking image that you have about my life and I know now like in you know 2022 not having kids is a lot more normalized than probably someone who's 58 and had lived in a in a different time and when not having kids was like really a lot more taboo I mean I still think it's taboo now but probably when she was you know younger it was a lot more taboo it was just like something you didn't fucking do ever um but I I don't think that like just because someone has kids and then realizes like oh yeah uh I don't I don't know if I would have made this decision if I didn't feel so pressured to live up to and fulfill you know what everyone else is doing I don't think that makes you selfish in addition to that anyone who sees this movie will know the decision that she makes that 
um, that involves her kids that she ends up having to live with for the rest of her life. And I could not imagine the shame and the guilt that she would have to live with um, for the rest of her life. And for many people who would come in contact with her, like a 58-year-old woman who is in good shape, who, like, that person is going to get asked where her kids are. That, that's, that is, that's, that's just the reality. And so, yeah, I would, if I was in that position, I would probably have trouble connecting with other people in my life, even if they are, you know, wide open and receptive and quote unquote kind. These are strangers and they're not, they're all going to have that preconceived notion of like, every woman who sh- who can't have kids or every birthing person who can't have kids should have kids and should enjoy you know, having kids. And so any decision that compromises with that idea I have in my head about you is a selfish decision. So yeah, like if I was that person, I wouldn't really want to connect with other people around me because I just wouldn't understand and they wouldn't know me. So I think, you know, going on your little fucking silly computer and typing, oh, this woman is selfish. Uh, you're, 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 yeah. You're the exact person that, like, this movie is not critiquing, but you're a part of the problem, I would say. You're a part of the problem. But again, I think this movie is a larger conversation about patriarchy, the patriarchy in general, because... What good is a woman if, you know, she can't have kids and doesn't enjoy being a mother and, like, you know, can't take care of the kids and doesn't want to take care of the kids and, like, the guy can just sit back and do nothing. But it's, like, if a woman shows up and she doesn't have kids, it's a fucking problem. But if a guy doesn't have kids, it's like, oh, he's a bachelor. Oh, he's, like, he's single. Oh. That's nice. But for a woman, it's like, well, where are your fucking kids? Why aren't you having kids? Why aren't you being a mother? Why aren't you taking care of the kids? Why aren't you, you know, putting the kids down for a nap? Why aren't you cooking the meals? Why aren't you... It's like, bro, for real? And I think this comment, you know, you're a victim of the patriarchy. I'm sorry to say. I'm not sorry to say. But you're a victim of the patriarchy for writing this review about her character and being selfish. Now, what do I, would I say that I, you know, agree with the decision that she made concerning her kids? Maybe not. Maybe not. But I also have never had kids. And I certainly, me knowing that, me knowing how I feel about kids, I can certainly understand what drove her to make that decision And what systems are in place that allowed for her to feel the way that she was feeling. I 100% understand that. A 100% understand that. And I don't think we can inflict the very individual experience of motherhood and parenthood on other people who are mothers and parents. Because you don't have the same life that they have. You don't have the same kids that they have. And... To do that is patriarchal and 
sexist and misogynistic, I think. Um, so that's why I have a problem with this, this review. Another person said, a masterful, riveting film. Some of the negative reviews are written by those who didn't quite comprehend the emotional meat of this story. The use of metaphor, beautiful but rotten underneath fruit, worm in the doll, the doll, etc., drove, further drove the exquisite story. A complicated character who struggles with parenting, who regrets her early life decisions and tries to make amends, but doesn't feel easily. I would have liked to know more about Leda's early life with her own mother, for whom she carries great rage. I cannot wait for Maggie Gyllenhaal's next film. I will watch it again to see what I might have missed, and I will definitely read the book. Bravo. Okay, just some context. Um, Leda is the main character, the professor, on vacation in Greece in the movie. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with this review. There's a lot of... Um, Metaphors, there's a lot of imagery for, in symbols, for how Leda, who Leda is as a person and what she has experienced in her, in her early life. And sometimes I don't pick up on those things unless I've watched the movie more than once. Um, Like, I watched This Is Us, no, not This Is Us, Us by um, Jordan Peele. I watched Us, I think, maybe two or three times to understand all the imagery and the foreshadowing and the symbols um, because sometimes I just can't see it as clearly as if I was, like, reading a book or something. But this movie definitely does have a lot of symbols, and I do agree with this person saying that, like, people are writing negative reviews about this movie because they don't understand the Mm -hmm. emotional aspect of it or the or they just don't like character development movies um i think a lot of people who are you know um this is no shade this is no shade but like people who are like in love with like marvel movies or like star wars movies um where you know there's a lot more that happens in the plot but the characters aren't really developed that much probably won't appreciate a movie like this i happen to like both i can appreciate both i actually like character development films a little bit more than um like a marvel movie but a person who only likes like plot heavy movies will probably not like this okay this last person said the director did an amazing job the shots are beautiful and the storytelling keeps you on the edge of your seat i appreciate the hyper close-ups and all the techniques used i'll spare you from the details and just say that it is a very well-directed film I'm giving this just four stars because I expected a better ending. I think a lot could have been done to improve the story. I have not read the book, so I can't judge how well the story has been adapted. To be honest, I to be honest, in the beginning, I pictured Leda to be a more complex character than just a selfish or unnatural mother. I really expected this film to be more dramatic and dark, but this doesn't take away anything from the current product. I do think it deserves its 95% rating, and it was a delight to watch. Its main idea is to discuss the very natural, but also, at the same time, very tabooed feeling that comes with being a parent. Most people who dislike the film critique Coleman's character and her flaws, which I find very ironic. For decades, we've admired films about human flaws and struggles, and her her being a not-so-perfect character is the whole point of the film. Lastly, despite its so many flaws, I think The Lost Daughter is truly great and an amazing directorial 
debut. I agree that typically movies that are described as psychological dramas are a lot darker and a lot more dramatic and maybe even have like a little hint of thriller in it. Um, but I, I don't know. I just thought that the subject matter of this film was something that's not really discussed as much to where I was okay with it not being, you know, super dark and super dramatic. Um, and uh, I just, I almost appreciated the, it's not mundane, but kind of the, the not, I don't know, the calmness, the not, it's not even, I don't know, like the not over dramaticness um, because I don't think this subject matter needs to be super dramatic because it's something that, um, you know, real people experience and it doesn't need to be like a fucking um like action movie um so i get it but again with the selfish mother thing <sighs> as far i would never i don't know Knowing this woman's story, like, I don't think I would ever call her a selfish mother. I would call her a mother that made decisions that I personally don't agree with. But I am 100% aware of the systems and the culture and the society that we have in place that absolutely pushed her to feel the way that she feels and make the decisions that she made. Um, and... Yeah, so I would, I would never call her a selfish mother. Overall, I'm going to give this movie um, like a 7 out of 10. A 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it, and I really connected with the plot and, um, you know, Leda, the professor's story. I think the beginning was a little bit slow, but typically movies that focus on character development sacrifice the plot um or the event in the plot so that's okay with me um i do agree with the previous um review that was talking about they wanted a better ending i think so too the ending was it left a lot to be desired and there wasn't really like um like something eventful does happen in the end but you don't get to see it through so you just don't know what happens and I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I like for things to come to an end or leave on a note to where you know there's going to be a next movie or a next installment or whatever it is. This, I don't think that there's going to be um, a next movie uh, to continue the story, but it doesn't really end on a finite note. So it's just kind of a little bit of an uneasy feeling and after you know watching a two-hour movie I'm kind of like damn <laughs> I wish there was uh you know more finer ending but you know that's okay that's you know Maggie Gyllenhaal's decision to do that and many other directors do that as well um but uh, I I do think there was a little bit more to be desired so I give it a 7 out of 10 definitely worth the watch if you're into character development and um, 
psychological dramas. Um, but yeah, go yeah, go see it. It's on Netflix. Take the time to really study the characters. And I don't know, you can maybe learn a lot and start to question about question the patriarchy and question the societal culture that we have around parenthood and in particular motherhood and understand the effect that it has on people in particular mothers and all the other societal pressures that we have on mothers in addition to the pressure to have children if you like this podcast follow the podcast twitter at FOMACJ and give me a review five stars only bitch um another episode is coming next thursday y'all already fucking know so i'll see y'all then see ya